0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: What's going on, Freak Nation? It is a Sunday night here in the Freak Nation. We've got uh, four people on this show. Two of them are in different locations. Crash Gladys hanging out in Annapolis. Statman hanging out in Columbus, oh, Ohio.
3: Mid-Ohio
2: uh, region. Mm-hmm. Hey, how far are you, Statman, for the Mid-Ohio track? Uh, about an hour, hour and a, about an hour and a half, yeah. You need to get out to the ARCA Series race coming up here in a month or so talk to your boy venturini again
3: they're racing at mid-ohio arca
2: isn't that where you talked to him before stat no
4: no it was at uh toledo speedway ah sorry missed that one the garden spot (laughs) of northwestern ohio all
2: right
3: this weekend was imsa at at mid-ohio so yeah slightly different
2: richard c suave he's here thank you guys for hanging out you follow us on twitter right the website speedfreaks.tv you just might be watching us on youtube twitch or Facebook Live, hope so, because we're there for you. Get to see how fine and pretty we are on a uh, Sunday night. Crasher, you're hanging out in Indianapolis. Got a little road course action yesterday. In Indianapolis 500 coming up in two weeks. Does uh, Does NapTown have the fever?
3: Oh d- yes. Am I breathing? Would be a better question. Oh my gosh, it's checkered flags are everywhere and. It's yes, yes. The excitement is definitely here. It's it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun to hang out. I've never been in for this road course race. It's only been going on about ten years, maybe less. Uh, so this was my first time to be here, and it does feel like already Memorial Day weekend. It's just a di- it's a slightly different vibe, but it's still very exciting. People love them this road course race. It's a big family event versus the five hundred, which can be a family event, but the five hundred is known for a bunch of drunkards too. So. Mm-hmm. But the road course, lots of kids at the track. Holy cow. That was cool to see.
2: Statman does. The Indianapolis 500 and its fever reach Columbus, Ohio. No. Hmm. <laughs> I just... I just
4: love it when somebody calls Indianapolis Naptown. I have to keep a straight face when that happens. I had a friend of mine that I worked with a long time ago, uh, was from Indianapolis, and he called it Naptown, Naptonia.
2: He called it a whole bunch of
3: things. Naptonia.
2: Yeah. I looked it up one time to figure out how the hell they came up with Naptown. Do you recall, Stat? No,
4: just from Indianapolis, you know, I don't think it's from taking naps. Uh, Who the heck
0: knows?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me do this, Freak Nation. With Formula One kicking some ass last weekend in Miami, the road course race yesterday at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and then the Indianapolis 500 coming up in a couple of weeks, it's it's an open-wheel show. Yeah, you've got NASCAR in Kansas. We get all that, but it's an open – so much so we have an open-wheel – That's not an open wheeler. I mean, Nate Thrasher, who won the 250 class at Salt Lake for the finale last weekend. Supercross. Supercross. uh, He'll be here in the Freak Nation. So you have Nate Thrasher, Supercross winner from Salt Lake City. Dude's going to be a badass in the outdoor season with the Lucas Oil motocross season. Juan Pablo Montoya will be here. Connor Daly will be here. And a former 500 winner, Simon Paginot.
0: Yes.
3: Well, Montoya is a two-time winner, and Pagino is a one-time winner. So, yes, we have three Indy 500 wins represented on the show today.
2: Did Juan Pablo win the five? No, 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 no. Hold on. He won the Indy 500 when it was still the IRL, right?
3: Yes, he led 250 of the 200 laps. It was insane. <laughs> it was absolute domination. Sick. It was the first year, it was the year 2000, and it was, it was the first year that Ganassi came back to the IRL side. And they, mm-hmm. you know, Ganassi and Penske were the first two teams to jump over and start to come back to the 500 after the series had split in two. And yeah, Montoya, I, I really, truly, I'd have to look it up. So kind of being put on the spot here. But I do think he led right around 150 of God, the 200 laps. Right. Yeah. She
2: corrected herself. Now, if you yeah.
4: ask him, it will be uh, 275 of the 200. Right. Yeah.
3: No, Kenny, I didn't correct myself. I meant to say that. It was such a domination. He led uh, more laps than, than we're even it. there. Come on. All right. Well, yes. 167.
5: 167. 167.
3: I was actually going to say 147. So there you go. Oh, wow. I just remember that race. Such a snoozer. Such a snoozer, but whatever. He does have an interesting statistic, though, in that he won the race in the year 2000, and then he didn't win it again because of being a different series until the year 2015. 15 years between his two wins.
2: Tell me, roll here in the Freak Nation. Hey, man, we're going to reset with some of our radio affiliates across the country. Come back with some Crash Gladys pit news and notes over the weekend. But first, let's get into those affiliates coming up for the freaks.
1: Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less.
2: Speed Freaks.
1: Motorsports Radio redefined the freaks.
2: Bringing in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, Lucas Oil Studios, almost 22 years, 22 years coming up next month. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing, Speed Freaks from the Lucas Oil Studios. Coming up, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes, brought to you by good friends at General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com and find your summer tires, man. Spring's coming to a close, it's starting to heat up across the country. Make sure you're rolling on a new set of General Tires for your summer travels. Sounds like a good idea, huh? General Tire, that's GeneralTire.com, the official tire of the freaks for two decades. So, Crasher was hanging out in Indianapolis for the last three or four days, specifically Saturday afternoon for the Indy GP. And I'm sure, Crasher, from your perspective, that rain fest that happened, you saw it differently than we did on that fat freaking 55-inch TV, correct?
3: <laughs> I don't know if I saw it much differently, but I, I saw it from pit lane, from a suite, from the media area, from the back to victory circle. It was... Oh, my gosh, the day started off so humid and so nasty. And then it got pretty nice. And then suddenly when the rain came and it wouldn't let up, it became cold and wet and, again, nasty of a different kind. But here's the big deal. This was the true test of that aero screen for the IndyCar drivers. They've had it for more than two years now, but they've never been able to test it in the rain. They haven't had a rain race in so many years. Wow. So drivers after the race were talking about how the water on that arrow screen was just stuck right there in the middle they could not see in front of them it was so difficult and visibility on all accounts but connor daly made a good point he said for some reason i could see to each side so he would look left look right and that's how he would go straight and it was so they had to be so reliant on their spotters this was just this was a science experiment (laughs) this was an aerodynamic experiment this was a vision experiment it was crazy across all boards, but yeah, massive, massive kudos. Then, of course, to Colton Herta for taking the win, and then rounding out the podium, Simon Passion and Will Power—amazing drives all around.
2: Yeah, with the pass for the lead, Colton Herta, the the time to change the tie. There were so many yeah, things that yeah. they did right that uh, I can't think of a race win, race winner that deserved a race more than uh, Herta himself.
3: Yeah, it was. He takes risks when other drivers won't even consider it yet. Yeah. So it's he's just a, a brilliant thinking driver. With his dad on the radio, two brilliant minds working together, making that exactly as good as they are.
2: More Freaks coming up from the Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
3: Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions... Excellent handling and traction in off-road situations or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at generaltire.com. General Tire, supporting the freak nation for two decades.
6: Oh, wow, Lucas, it works. I run Lucas Oil.
5: It doesn't matter if you're on the water,
6: driving to work, or competing in a sold out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years.
7: We wouldn't run anything else.
8: Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Hey, I'm Kyle Bush. The biggest racing weekend ever at Worldwide Technology Raceway is coming June 3rd through the 5th. The party starts Thursday with the NASCAR Fan Fest and Holler Parade at Fall Park Village. Cup practice and truck qualifying on Friday, cup qualifying and the Toyota 200 on Saturday, and it all wraps up on Sunday with the Enjoy Illinois 300. This is the first time in a lifetime to see the NASCAR Cup Series at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Go to WorldwideTechnologyRaceway.com to get your tickets now. Brought to you in part by the Illinois Office of Tourism and Illinois South Tourism. A Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition
2: of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. Mav TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MavTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7-365.
4: Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil,
1: it works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined.
2: Freak Nation, I can't say it enough, man. Lucas Oil, Oil lucasoil.com. Lucas Oil, the official lube of the Freak Nation. 22 years from Lucas Oil Studios, man. lucasoil.com, great website to check out, to find the products, to keep your rides on the road. Sports car, motorboat, motorcycle. What about a big old fat RV, man? they got the product to keep those things humming on the freeways and on the byways and on your big fat lakes over the summer go to lucasoil.com as i mentioned at the top of the show it's kind of an open wheel show not kind of it is damn it we've got it plenty of indie car we've got plenty of formula 1 in fact what i want to do now is talk about something that came out of uh, the uh, excuse me the formula 1 race in Miami
3: Hold on real quick Okay when you for some when you said that formula 1 it reminded me you and i did a career day this is just another incredible fun fact i guess you could call it You and I did did a career day on Wednesday at our daughter's school. And when the kids found out we were motorsports, at least this is what I picked up. There were two motorsports that really stuck out to them. One was monster trucks. The other was Formula One. Yep. I was blown away. That drive to survive is getting kids hooked. It's crazy.
2: That's so true. And that's, that's where I'm going with this. The ratings came out. Richie, you saw the ratings, but I think the thing that really was a kick in the nuts for me was the demographics where it's a surprise, but not a big surprise. Formula One in Miami, here in the U.S., 18 to 49, was it, Richie? Crasher, right? Yes. Well, go ahead. Take it over, man. I'm teeing it up. Go.
5: Yeah, yeah. It- <laughs> The Formula One race is was, the, first of all, it was the second most watched Formula One race in the history of the United States.
2: Live, live, right?
5: It, yes, and it was the most watched live race of all time. Okay, the previous, the most watched ever was a taped race back in the 90s. However, it had just over about 2 million viewers or so here in the United States. It did not beat out NASCAR, which had 2.6 million viewers. However... In the 18 to 49 demographic, Formula One beat NASCAR and they whooped them too by quite a, by quite a decent amount in, the, in that key demo, which and is that's crazy. That's
3: the money demo. Yep. Yep. yep well, yep.
2: and Stat, this is why I'm leading into this story. Put the racing aside, put the fact that they had fake yachts, fake oceans, <laughs> a, a fake crap marina. track in Miami. there's a lesson to be learned from this race. I don't give a damn if you're a concert venue, if you're the NFL, the NBA, NHRA, NASCAR, those 18 to 49 year olds who showed up to that race, they had bitching access on their phones. Mm -hmm. And there's not a bigger promotion than being at a live event, whether it's Phil Collins, the Foo Fighters or Formula One, being able to tweet, text, Insta TikTok Live from an event. And if you're watching us on YouTube, you see this article. Richie, go ahead and share with the Freak Nation what you're seeing. And then Stat, you can bring up your a comment after Richie discusses this article about how much usage and how the people there at the Formula One race had awesome access with their phones.
5: Yeah, this is this is crazy. So and I made a joke on the Speed Freaks Twitter account that the reason why they were using so much data on their phones is because they were watching their phones instead of actually watching the action on the track because it wasn't too great. <laughs> but yeah, Verizon Verizon had the contract to set up 5G ultra-wideband access throughout the entire uh, area, I guess, surrounding the Formula One Miami Grand Prix. And Verizon put out the data. 19 terabytes of data were used across the first two days of the Miami Grand Prix. To give you an idea of how much that is, they say here that that is the equivalent. 19 terabytes is the equivalent of a single user binge watching HD videos for more than a year. That's insane.
3: Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh,
2: yeah, it took us 45 minutes to upload an 18 minute commercial from Supercross. <laughs> On a Saturday Saturday (laughs) afternoon, Statman. Well,
4: well, first of all, I think I I thought I read something uh, where Ross Brown, the uh, former uh, team owner who's now working for Formula One, that he had said that there was like 2.7 million people watching the race uh maybe i remembering that wrong and he's the one who was saying that they want the it was like a super bowl and they want to have more of this uh in specific events in particular events here in the united states now for me now 19 terabytes now i don't have my handy dandy uh uh calculator out. But that doesn't sound like a lot of people. They said there was 250,000 people in the three days. Um, That doesn't sound like a lot of usage, the way that 18 to 49 demo uses, uh, uploads pictures, talks on the phone, and all the other things that are going along. Uh, You know, just the first thing that came to mind when I saw that was that there's lies, damn lies, than statistics. So they can say that, you know, whatever they want to say, we don't have any comparison for that. And just hearing myself say this, I hate to think of myself as being so cynical, but Verizon and I had a, uh, a glorious relationship. They had, me, uh, they had me on hold once, uh, and it was such a bad time in the conversation that I uh, filled out, uh, an answer to the uh, the Ohio Attorney General's Consumer Relations Department, and uh, declared war on them. And the next day, they, they called me. They didn't. They didn't respond. I was talking to their computer for a while, and they didn't respond until I charged them with Rico uh, <laughs> and issues. And suddenly, somebody, somebody oh. said, "Hey, hey, hey! Uh, what can I help you with, Mr. Wood?" And uh, you know so hey what can I tell you I I don't I don't believe that all of the positivity that's coming from the people who have to gain from the possibility because I've been reading an awful lot of stuff from people who were there people who took part in the thing and even some of the drivers who said eh, I don't know about that
2: my point is at Phoenix Raceway, where at one time it was ISM Raceway. They wired that some bitch where you could be a mile from the track and still have access to your phone and upload anything. Yep. That's my single point. Every every some bitch in this that sta- that runs Formula 1 or any business, they want to make money. And if it's Verizon or AT&T, whatever the case may be, if it's going to force people to buy a certain brand to go to a race, it's commerce, man. It's that's just what, what they're doing. Yeah. And and me being the guy that gets frustrated, that super it wasn't, it was like 200 megabytes and it took us 45 minutes At a very modern produced sport to put that up on uh Facebook or YouTube. Mm-hmm. It took me 45 minutes as a pain in the ass.
4: Yeah. It's more than that. It's, I think the bigger issue is that every one of those people who accessed that uh, network that they built there had to give up an email address, and th- that, those email addresses are going to get hammered with marketing, uh, you know, displays and and posts and come do this and I want that and if you want to do that again, you'd better give it up. So, uh, you know, wow. I, I don't. Uh, you know, maybe I'm the wrong person to ask.
2: I think, I think it was. <laughs> I mean, Were you protesting Verizon at their headquarters with the big fat signs and I'm about to come in and kick your ass if you don't take my yeah. phone call.
3: Well, well obviously, then, you know. obviously <laughs> Verizon's getting a big, a big hit from a, a good hit from this because clearly they did something that made a lot of people happy. It just kind of reminds me though, of back in the day when it was the NASCAR Nicole? Sprint Cup, when Sprint would come in with an extra tower, but then it would make it almost impossible to use if you were Verizon or T-Mobile or anybody else. So, yeah, I never liked that thought process. I get that that benefited Sprint, but at the same time, it pisses off all the other customers. And it doesn't make you want to go buy Sprint just to be able to have access at a venue. That just that just doesn't work. You just have to make it easy and efficient for everybody there. What's
2: the difference of Budweiser buying the pouring rights at AT&T Stadium? We don't want a Coors product in here. We're going to sell Budweiser product. Let's- oh, that's, that
4: you're, you're a the thousand same thing. percent right. Yes, it's exactly the same thing. I remember way back in the 70s, I think it was late 70s, Walter uh, O'Malley, who owned the Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, they Budweiser was in the, uh, the stadium, and Augie uh, Bush said something bad about the Dodgers and went against him on a vote. <laughs> and they kicked Budweiser out of Dodger Stadium, and I don't know that they've been back <laughs> since. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's all a matter of uh, who's drinking the the
2: cup and uh, who's making the phone call, uh, yeah. you know. I think bottom line is, uh, again, I say c- concert venues. regard Like at the Suns game, I was there for game two and that thrashing of the Mavericks. I couldn't get crap out of that stadium. Oh, and so I wanted to share – with these new developments of stadiums, I don't know about how SoFi. You would think SoFi has it. Richie Hey, Crasher didn't. Uh, Levi Stadium uh, have USB jacks everywhere, and
3: yes, that right? that was a really well set up facility. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, that was good. They're getting there, but it just it's incredible. Stadiums that are only ten years old are already archaic now because they're not equipped. So yeah, something yeah. needs to be done.
2: Cocaine's illegal, but damn it. <laughs> You're addicted to your phone. It'll F you up, Broham. ham uh, Coming up next, <laughs> what? what the hell does uh, – what, what do dolphins have C-B-B- to do with Formula – What? C-B-
4: CBD Sergeant. <laughs> there
0: you go.
2: What do the dolphins have to do with uh, Statman and Formula One? Uh, we go porpoising next in the Freak Nation.
1: Speed Freaks, a who's who in motorsports. Hey, this is Tony Stewart, Ricky Carmichael, Dylan Hart Jr., and Big Daddy Don Gorlitz, Mello Casunavius, Vince New, Mario Andretti, Jeremy McGrath, Jimmy Johnson, Dallinster junior and I'm Jim Nabors. <laughs> we we'll go all way. Speed Freaks, motorsports
0: radio, redefine.
2: saying enough, Freak Nation. General Tires. GeneralTires.com. That's GeneralTire.com to check out a place where you need to grab your tires for your summer travel. Go to GeneralTire.com, the official tire of the Freak Nation. We roll on them. You should too. For your family, your friends, anybody you're hauling that four-wheel drive, that Tahoe, that sports car, make sure you're rolling on General Tires. It being an open wheel Sunday night here in the Freak Nation, more Formula One conversation. You caught up with an individual that's involved in Formula One on a specific uh, part of Formula One in aerodynamics.
4: A brilliant man, Andrew Brilliant, an aerodynamicist who's based in Japan but goes all over the world for sports cars, IndyCar, and Formula One. And Formula One, those sleek missiles that go through the air,
2: aero is the most important thing you can have. Porpoising will bust out Freak Nation, and you'll never look at the Dolphins the same now. <laughs> Now, this is very oversimplified, but here's what happened in a nutshell. The
4: fans of F1 said the racing was boring. There was no passing, and they had to do something about it. Turbulence off of one car kept the trailing car behind. So all the brilliant minds in F1 got behind a closed door and wrote new rules that took effect this year. They made the racing more exciting. The cars were passing and repassing each other, but the cars were almost impossible to drive. The issue was something called porpoising. The cars were bouncing up and down in the rear end. Some of the uh, teams are solving the problems, but one that isn't is Mercedes. made some major changes in its chassis, especially the bits affecting the aerodynamics. Their changes were not compatible with the changes the officials wanted for the new car. Mercedes has all but admitted, it's lost. Now you want to understand the problem better? Run some water over the vertical wall of your sink. It sounds crazy, but do it. Get a spoon. Hold it close to the running water. It'll be drawn to the wall of the sink by the pressure change in the flow of the water. If you hold the spoon loose enough, it'll bounce against the wall of the sink. Hear that clicking? That's porpoising.
9: That that is what's going on. There's a there's a, a distance where it, it chokes off and the flow separates and then it releases the the pressure drawing it together. Um, that's the same. The big difference is that um, the car in the, in our case has a suspension holding it from the ground and so it comes an interaction between suspension and the air, um, causing that, that bouncing. Um, but but aerodynamically yes.
4: Andrew Brilliant is director of AMB Aero and an aero consultant for racing programs, including clients in F1. He won't reveal who, and I didn't push. I really didn't care. I wanted to know the problem, not his business. So let's look at Mercedes. They made changes in their car overall. What were they?
9: What they were trying to do, in my opinion, was, well, firstly, reduce drag because you've just got less Less area of the car. It's just you made it smaller. You made it more streamlined. You know, you look at the body of an airplane, and that's about what it looks like. You know, a Cessna will be only just about yay big, and you know, it's just like a fish, right? That, that's yeah, the,
4: right. It's it's that, it. if, How do you solve this in the real world
9: of different tracks, different weather, when things change? To me, uh, a solution is the aerodynamic solution, where you you modify the shapes of the air to make them we call it less sensitive. So that means that the that there's a curve of ride height versus downforce right you know you get lower and lower and lower there's more downforce right you see how low a nascar runs on you know know, they try to run really really low because it's low drag it's um, higher downforce right same thing um and everyone wants to be as low as they can um but if you get close to that porpoising ride height too close you might hit a bump on the track and then all of a sudden it starts your your porpoising so So a mitigation would be to increase the stiffness of the suspension um, or, you know, to try and lock the car out of getting that load. And I think that's what you'll see that they're fighting now.
4: So in my simple mind, I said, why don't they go back to last year's car? But that's against the rules, obviously. And testing is limited. You can't even go into wind tunnels too often. That's the new rules in F1 to save costs. So what do they do now?
9: Um, it's now an underbody focused thing which what they did that because it leaves less of a dirty weight behind and it's really improved um, the racing It's allowed cars to run really close to each other and still be able to pass where they used to be in a dirty air that that sabotaged the performance of the car behind so that once you got within two seconds the cars would slow down so much it was really difficult to get past anything so that's what they were trying to resolve, and those have all been very positive things so in general i think Everyone knows this is the future. This is the way to go. But um, they're dealing with the challenges of resolving the um, a new puzzle. I mean, if, if any team could do it, right? I mean, you have to believe that nobody wins seven world championships because you don't have smart people and hardworking people and and good tools. Um, so, look, if anyone had the ability to turn around, around, I and mean, you look at last season too. I mean, I mean, Lewis had a Major comeback towards late in the season, and the car was seriously dominant late in the season. I mean, there was a um, there was a large performance delta between them. And the rest of the few last last races of the year.
4: So, what about America's F one America's open wheel racing Indy car? Are we ever going to have that problem in that series? Um,
9: I don't think so because we well, first of all, um, we've had so many years with tunnels in IndyCars. cars. Um, that any any kind of major issues like this, I think, got resolved quite early on, um, you know, decades ago.
2: When I see the cup cars on the back stretch of California Speedway and they're doing this, mm-hmm. you know, that's that uh, to me, that's not aerodynamics. That's just a bumpy ass track. Yeah. Is that the same? Is that different stat? You know, that's that's very different. That's the, a bumpy track, and there's a
4: lot of tracks. One of the most brilliant aero minds in all of racing, Adrian Newey, is with uh, Red Bull, and uh, at Miami, Red Bull had the problem. Uh, all of them are trying to figure out how to solve that. Whether you solve it with ride height or stiffer springs, uh, they're going to have to sort that out some kind of way. Hmm. And if Adrian Newey can't figure out, nobody can figure it out. Hmm.
3: Yeah, that was very interesting. I, I do. I want to run to the sink right now and get a spoon and start getting the water on. That was fascinating.
4: that was really cool that got me and again the spoon because i know that people are going to try this (laughs) the issue is as the water rushes between the spoon and the 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 sink that's like between the bottom of the car and the road
3: Mm. which is and the water is basically air in the car scenario yeah the
4: air Mm -hmm. takes the um leaves a low pressure area as it flows flows through and the so the 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 car closes to the road, and as it gets closer to the road and the air comes out, then the car bounces back up, and then the air goes through and pulls it back in, and that's the porpoising. The clicking against the sink was the porpoising, and he said that's,
2: that's what they've got to solve. And just to put a ribbon on this, this has really come to a head this year, this season? Yeah, they
4: changed the car because they wanted to reduce the turbulence behind the cars that kept the the wheel-to-wheel passing and so forth that everybody wants to see. They want to turn turn F1 into NASCAR, so they want cars to pass and pass and pass, mm-hmm. uh, but then they have uh, unintended consequences. The collateral damage is that you can't handle the car, and what the danger part of it is that, A lot of guys in the first couple of races, they were getting loose in the rear end as the car comes up and they too much air is going under it. And they all of a sudden, bam, they are in the wall. So what happened?
2: And that's, you know, that's what they've got to face now. Hmm. From cart to formula one and NASCAR to IndyCar, It's crash with Juan Pablo Montoya. We think. Right. Crasher.
3: Mm, You'll find
2: out. All right. That's next. Speed Freaks Pits on the Lucas Oil Studios.
1: Speed Freaks. Mario Andretti answering the phones at Speed Freaks World Headquarters. Hello, this is Mario Andretti. You have reached the offices of Speed Freaks. Speed Freaks hauling Andretti's hardware. You're listening to the Speed Freaks, the only group that could carry my jockstrap. So what the f*** is AJ thinking?
2: I'm AJ Foyt and you're listening to Speed Freaks. They also want me to sign their butt, but I won't.
1: Speed freaks, motorsports radio redefined.
7: Lucas Oil, it works. I run Lucas Oil.
5: It doesn't matter if you're on the water,
6: driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over ten years.
7: We wouldn't run anything else.
8: Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam.
3: General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades.
8: Hey, I'm Kyle Busch. The biggest racing weekend ever at Worldwide Technology Raceway is coming June 3rd through the 5th. The party starts Thursday with the NASCAR Fan Fest and Hauler Parade at Ballpark Village. Cup practice and truck qualifying on Friday, cup qualifying and the Toyota 200 on Saturday, and it all wraps up on Sunday with the Enjoy Illinois 300. This is the first time in a lifetime to see the NASCAR Cup Series at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Go to WorldwideTechnologyRaceway.com to get your tickets now. Brought to you in part by the Illinois Office of Tourism and Illinois South Tourism. Hey, Freak Nation, did you
2: hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. It's more than just a slogan. General
4: Tire delivers. General Tire's Grabber X3 all-season mud-terrain tire offers aggressive styling engineered for durability with innovative performance features ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. Check out GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling with Speed Freaks since 2001.
6: There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine.
2: Lucas Oil Studios, Freak Nation, coming up next month, June 25th. It'll be 22 years of doing this thing with Statman, Crash Gladys, yours truly. Richard C. Suave, kind of a newbie here in the Freak Nation. Richie, do you feel 22 years old? No, no, I don't. Why? Well, because we've been doing this for 20... When we started this thing, how old are you now? 31, 32? 31. All right. You were what, in fourth grade, third grade when we started this show?
5: Third or fourth grade, sounds
2: about right, yes. There it is.
3: (gasps) That is just crazy. Holy smokes,
2: right? So, yeah, 22 years celebrating June 25th in the Lucas Oil Studios. Uh, Crasher had about eight, nine minutes of putting up with Juan Pablo Montoya, flying the Lucas Oil Colors this weekend on the road course. Crasher, you and Juan Pablo, huh?
3: Me and Juan Pablo, yes. It It was interesting to catch up with him. He was a little late. And uh, I just had to laugh when the crew guys said, oh, there he is over there. Hey, Fatty, you got this interview? And it's like, wait a minute. What? Your crew guys call you Fatty? <laughs> he doesn't Damn. look that big. But yeah, it's, it's, Juan is a fun guy off mic. But you, you put the mic in his face. He, he just doesn't like doing interviews. But off mic, he's, he's a little different. So yeah, but this is the interview side of Juan Montoya. Speed Freaks here with Juan Pablo Montoya. I got to get something off my chest right away because you were here in the, in the late 90s with IndyCar, Kart. You were Juan Montoya. You go to Formula One, you were Juan Montoya. You come back to America and you're Juan Pablo Montoya. What was the necessity for the change?
10: Uh, I didn't change it, Ron Dennis did. Uh, he wanted to use the full name and I'm, I don't really care how they call me. So if they want to use Juan Montoya, I'm good. If they want to use Juan Pablo, I'm okay too.
3: What does your wife say when she's mad at you? Uh, Neither. (laughs) Does she say bad words? No. (laughs) What about your son? If he's mad at you, come on. There's got to be something between you and your son, Sebastian.
10: No, he just called me dad in Spanish. That's all, you know what I mean? That's how we communicate.
3: Papi, padre? Uh, Papa. Papa. I've also heard, though, that he calls you Montoya and you call him Montoya. That's got to be a little odd.
10: Yeah, we call each other Montoya when we're joking and we're... Uh, you know, we need to get ready or something, that's, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's a normal relationship, you know, I mean, I guess for a lot of people, look at it from the outside, and it's like, oh my God, but for us, it's, you know, a normal father-son relationship.
3: However, I mean, it's really cool because now he's racing and I can see through your Instagrams, through your tweets, through whatever you're doing, I can see how much of a proud dad you are. This is big time for you. I mean, your career as a driver was huge, but now that your son's driving, it's almost like things are different in at least my perspective outside looking in. Is that true?
10: Um, not much. Uh, you know, he's been racing for 10 years now. So it's not, I mean, it's not something new. It's just... You know, the classes keep getting bigger every year, you know what I mean? Uh, we're in Formula Regional in Europe, and we did the Asia Championship. You know, we had three poles, two wins there. He did a really good job, and, you know, we're leading, leading the rookies in Europe and everything. He's doing a good job. He's doing what he needs to be done that is nice. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's we gotta focus in, in doing our bit, and that's it.
3: Is it that you guys finally had that chance to race together that maybe things seem a little more special in my eyes?
10: probably i don't know and not like for me it was really cool to share the car with him and we're going to do it again uh hopefully a couple more times and and see what happens
3: what is one of the craziest things that has happened between the two of you at a racetrack together
10: what's the crazy
3: he doesn't pull any pranks on his own dad or you guys actually i could see this you are the montoya's i could see you guys being very focused not a lot of joke times going around
10: no i mean when we're in the racetrack we're working and um and that's it. You know what I mean, We, if you want to uh, go to the racetrack to have fun times and, and uh, good laughs, then do it somewhere else. You know, do it in a rental truck. But in a racetrack where, you know, you're, you're spending a lot of money and you're trying to create a career, it's a job. You know what I mean? You don't go to the office to joke. You know, you can have a good time and you can enjoy yourself and everything because you need to enjoy yourself. But you need to understand why you're there for
3: very valid point so why Indianapolis again and again and again do you feel like you have unfinished business here you're a champion driver you've won the 500 a couple times do you still do you seriously still want more
10: um I just had a good opportunity to come and do it again uh, like and again and again you know I did it with Penske and then I stopped and and Sa uh, called me last year if I wanted to do it and we did it and he said, hey, you know, will you do it again? And I said, yeah. I mean, I, I did it last year. We got a good baseline. It was a hard year last year. It was a big struggle with the car. It was painful. But, you know, at the end of the day, even with a, with a tough car and everything, we, we had a, a decent result. Um, so I think when you look at it and you go, man, if I can build from there, I can get a hell of a result and then maybe even a shot at winning again.
3: Well, clearly, with Pato starting the month with a win, the entire momentum on the team has got to be up. What have you learned from Pato and Felix with this car in regards to what you're going to be going through the rest of this month?
10: Um, honestly, the the road course race for me, uh, you know, I really want to thank Lucas Oil for supporting the car and everything. But our, our main focus is really the 500. It's, you know, make sure we do good pit stops, uh, hit the marks, make sure, you know, with, uh, with tire, warmer procedure, and, in, you know, the... For the crew to go through the whole race weekend and the pressure and everything i think is really important uh and then you know build from there for the race you know i mean i think it's really important to do live pit stops in a race where there's pressure before the 500 Uh, and i think if we do a good job building that up then we'll be pretty good
3: When do you get a chance? Because like you said earlier in this interview, this is focus time. This is your office. You've got to be focused and and ready to go and be serious. When do you get a chance to do any of that fun stuff away? I mean, there's a lot of media. That can be annoying as heck. I know it. But when do you get a chance to kind of relax?
10: Um, You know, it's kind of strange because we're here for quite a long time. So, you know, the mornings are normally pretty easy. The schedule is very strange. They run only in the afternoons, but it's always been like that. So, I don't know. I, I just, honestly... I do the running, and then we do the debrief at the end of the day, and you know, eat something in the bus, and go to sleep. And in the morning, you know, we give you know, spend some time with the family sometimes, and and just go and and see what needs to be done, what are, what's the plan for today, what I will learned from yesterday from looking at data and things, and you know, it's I don't know, I don't I don't think about it too much. I just go with the flow and, and try to stay focused on what we need to do. It's is really difficult because there's a lot of days and you know i mean one mistake can ruin your whole month so you need to be very wise about it and, and that's it
3: no place to go wakeboarding here in indianapolis is there because that's your that's your release it seems
10: uh when i was in miami yeah but i left miami over a year ago so we sold the boat we sold everything over a year ago so right now it's probably more golf than anything else uh so i've been playing golf with my kid and everything and uh, <laughs> Uh, and honestly, I don't even get a lot of time to do that lately. I've been traveling so much. I think I've done like 35 or 36 flights this year already. Uh, so it's actually nice to be in India for all these weeks because I'm not in an airplane.
3: You don't have your own Montoya Air?
10: Nope, no Montoya Air.
3: Well, have you gotten any golf in then with Sebastian here in Indianapolis, not elsewhere?
10: No, 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 no. I want to be focused on the race at the moment. Uh, and you know, I mean, it, there's times for everything. And at, at this point for me, it's you know making sure we maximize this weekend. It, it's hard. I haven't been in the car for a year. The, we tried to get a test in and we couldn't. So it's like I'm. Yeah, I mean, coming this weekend, it's it's difficult. It's two 45-minute session You need to do an installation lap on the car. So by the time you get running, I'll get what eight, ten laps max before before qualifying. So.
3: Well, explain that to people that might not fully understand. You are a champion driver. Is it really that difficult?
10: Well, it's different, you know what I mean? It's like, you know I mean, you're, you're used to doing something with one car and all also and this car is completely different. And the, the setup has never been built for me or anything. So when you have something built for you and like the prototype, for example, I really understand that I've been driving the prototype for the past five years. So it's second nature. With this, you know, in the past five years, I've driven them twice.
3: All right, good point. What do you do? Let's say things do go to shit and just you're not having a good day. What calms you down besides Shunk? Um,
10: Honestly, we have a lot of those days here. So you just, again, the only thing to make a bad day better is work hard to figure it out. You know what I mean? That's all I do, you know what I mean? Working on the program. And that's it. You know, it's cool to have Sebastian here for a few days and then my wife will be here. So, you know, that's what it is. Okay, your best
3: advice to Sebastian, at least so far.
10: Um, you know, keep in, don't try as hard as he does because he's got enough speed that he doesn't need to overdo it. Um, I think a lot of the mistakes come when you need to overdo it. Uh, and that's it.
3: Would you tell that to a younger Juan Montoya?
10: Would you say, don't overdo it? They told me that. A lot of times. Who's they? Oh, a lot of people. Jackie Stewart and a lot of people did that.
3: And how many times did you listen?
10: Oh, but look where I am.
3: <laughs> Sebastian, then, when he doesn't listen, is that going to be okay?
10: No, he doesn't listen. I'll tell him he's not listening and it's okay. But, you know, we have a good relationship. We, we do manage raise races like a professional relationship and he understands that. <laughs>
2: Sebastian, of course, his son that you're talking about there, Crash Gladys. I could just mm-hmm. see him. Hey, go, go. Sebastian, give. Go ahead. Please, what? What are you doing? Tell his son to go race. He's going to have another freaking uh, hamburger. And a, oh, stop and a it,
3: Schumacher. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> He's racing. He's... Juan Pablo's racing. I... Why am I calling him Juan Pablo? I'm the one that's irritated by that. Right. Juan Juan Montoya, is he's racing full-time in, in sports cars in IMSA and part-time in, well, part-time two events in IndyCar.
2: Is he living in Florida?
3: He does not have his home in Miami anymore. I don't know where he is living. That's, I, I don't know. All I know is he's, he talked about how he's not in Miami anymore when we were off mic.
2: Richie, you being the Formula One hound that you are over the last 18 months, do you have any idea who his major sponsor was when he was in Formula One?
5: Oh, geez. Uh, Who his team owner was? How about that? Sir? Was was was, was he raising for Williams? That's Ah. all I can think of. There you go. Uh
4: he went from Williams to McLaren. And at the time Williams had some sort of a bridge between Ganassi and, uh, and Williams and
2: several drivers went from one to the other. Second hour of the freaks coming up on a open wheel Sunday. I don't say so to speak. It is man. Connor. I said Connor McGregor, Connor Daly joining us here in the freak nation, Simon Pagino, who, has himself an Indy 500 win and an IndyCar championship.
3: Yes, he does.
2: Teammates with Alo Castroneves this year.
3: Yes. his Elio on Thursday night in Indianapolis was basically the guest of honor at the, well, he and Rick Mears were the guests of honor at the four-timers. They called it the club. And there was mm-hmm. a documentary. Oh, yeah. Maybe some people watched it this weekend. I was at the racetrack, so I did not get a chance to watch it. But, yeah, the the premiere was this weekend, and that was a big deal. Simon Pagino was all excited for Elio for that, and yeah, lots of good stuff. Elio's getting his face on his baby Borg. That presentation was this weekend as well. It's been a big weekend for Mr. Elio. Elio Castroneva is joining us here in the Speed Freaks Pits, and Elio, this is such a special (laughs) presentation. Your fourth freaking baby Borg. Where do you put all these at home
11: now? Oh, trust me, it's right between the, don't forget, the Dancing with the Star Trophy too. yes. it's the mirror ball. Yeah, the mirror ball, but it's amazing. What a, what an incredible um, uh, journey, no question about. From last year and now this year, and uh, coming back super strong with an amazing group of guys, Jim Meyer, Maya Shank Racing, and uh, the entire organization. I can't just, I can't wait to go back again and start running the ovals. Obviously, uh, uh, we we know we're gonna have a lot of the competition behind pushing us, which we're not, we're not afraid of at all.
3: No, i like that because you are a fierce competitor and you don't seem to let pressure get to you too badly but last year i gotta say there really wasn't any pressure so it seemed so seamless when it came out in the end is it or how is it different for you this
11: year well i think they have more pressure than us because in the end of the day nothing changed from last year the setup is the same the car is the same so basically we know what we need to do we can only improve from them they gotta catch us Which I understand, you know, they're going to develop and they're going to improve. But uh, in the end of the day, I bet my money these guys here in the MSR because um, we know that what we did last year wasn't a fluke and we're going to go out there and and show it.
3: Can I ask you a sensitive question? There are still some idiots out there who don't want to credit your first win as a win. They want to say Paul Tracy won it. Do you feel like this will shut them up if you got a fifth one?
11: I don't need to say anything. I mean, obviously, uh, uh, Poe and I, um, great, great friends, and um, we fight for any inch that you can have. In the end of the day, it was all about who was in front, and definitely, I can show that the number four is here. So, but in the uh, look, fans are always going to try something. That's why this place is amazing. You always want to have like people that love you, people that hate you. It's part of the part of the show.
3: That's actually an interesting question that has been coming up recently because of the fights that go on in NASCAR and some people saying that IndyCar drivers are too nice. Do we need a black hat in NASCAR? Do we need a bad guy?
11: Why do we need to copy people? Uh, you know, we need to show the personality. Everyone has your own personality. Hey, if I'm upset, I'm gonna have a conversation. But sometimes, you know, we we gotta play cool, understanding what we need to do. Plus, you have to understand with the NASCAR guys, they have a bumper, they can push. They can push each other out, whatever they want. Uh, in our case, we do it no matter what, but we, whoever's going to try to do something like that, that end up getting in a bad spot.
3: I'm going to go back to your fierce competitiveness and your nature and wanting to win every single time you get in that cockpit. Do you think that you are one of the maybe, would you be the angriest if something goes wrong, or do you have the biggest temper out there?
11: I get frustrated, of course, because I, I run... Um, my passion my sleeves you know that's what it is it's not about being because i want something you, you you get upset but uh, not as as angry you know but i if you step on my on my toe in the wrong time then i'll get upset
3: don't mess with this guy go for that drive for 5 okay baby
11: absolutely
3: thanks for joining us thank you
2: i think it's the greatest last name ever ever in supercross we explain Coming up, second hour of the Freaks.
1: Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio, Radio Five.
2: Second hour of the freaks coming up this hour. Freak Nation, the greatest last name in Supercross ever, in my opinion. And I will say this: Crasher has spent some good time at Indianapolis Motor Speedway over the last forty-eight hours. Crash, you say seventy-two hours? Been there three or four days?
3: Seventy-two, yeah, okay. three
2: days. Yeah. Uh, she caught fun. up with Connor. It's fun being back. Connor Daly, IndyCar Series pilot and former Indy Five Hundred winner. Simon Pagino, who will both be joining us this hour. Hopefully, you follow us on Twitter. You're there for us on Facebook and, of course, Instagram. You may be watching us on Facebook, it's, Excuse me, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch as we speak. The website, speedfreaks.tv. Great first hour. Last hour, Juan Pablo Montoya was in here. Some intense conversation with Formula One. Uh, Statman is not a Verizon fan, but I'll just leave it at that because they may be sponsoring <laughs> us next week because they got about five minutes worth of plugs. Wasn't the most positive, but... Uh, <laughs> 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 so yeah man, a, a big second hour coming up as we get set for the Indianapolis 500 coming up in a couple of weeks. Stat man, you ever lost a big time bet where you were just so damn embarrassed to just to show your face?
4: Yeah, that's when they, you know, they the, the casino laughed at me in Las Vegas when you right? gave me the money to uh gamble on the table and the guy raked it away and I said, "Hey, that's mine."
3: <laughs> that's right when he taught you how to play craps.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> well, uh, yep. Richie's smiling because he knows what I'm about to do. Richie lost a bet about six or seven years ago, Statman. And if you're watching on YouTube, we won't play all of this. If you're watching on YouTube, you get to see Richie. He lost a bet because he bet against my Dallas Stars. He's oh, an whoa, Arizona whoa, whoa, Coyotes whoa. fan. Why what?
3: are you bringing this up? I, it just because Mavs' sons, I mean, wait, and you're a Mavs fan and Richie's a sons fan and you just want to kick it to him or something. Why are you even bringing this up? Poor Richie. Richie.
2: Yes. Yes, and yes. Yeah, yeah.
7: Richie, <gasps> all right. Richie, um... move your jeans. Take your undershirt off. What are you doing, you slacker? <laughs> oh man. Look at figure. oh yeah. Get
4: a girlish
2: figure. Richie's oh, wearing girl shorts. Takes his top off.
0: Oh, no, they're hot, hot, hot shorts. Pants.
3: Yeah, hot pants, okay. hot shorts.
2: And the stat man, watch this. He grabs the shaker weights oh, and goes. <laughs>
3: Yeah. He has to walk the hallway.
0: <laughs>
2: That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Richie walking the hallways of iHeart Studios in Phoenix. Yeah, right here where he's in the studio. Richie, you love the coyotes? There you go. I do, I do English. love
5: the coyotes so much so that I'm wearing Jenna's shorts. Back one. Can you there shake
7: that one more time and say I love the coyotes? I
5: love my Arizona coyotes.
7: <laughs> <laughs> Look at Richie. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh wow oh goodness Richie yeah. they didn't I lost a bet to Kenny and had to wear a Michigan jersey on TV that's right but yeah that, it wasn't anything remotely close to that I just had to sit there
5: this yeah, is what they- happens when I was I think that was when I was still an intern at the radio station at the time and so I was I had to be a whipping boy for a while and I did that and now I have it that I can show my grandkids someday I'm like Lisa mm-hmm. this is this is Be very confident about your bets. Do not lose bets. 23 years old when I weighed all of like 140 pounds soaking wet. (laughs) Grandpa, they let you do that? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
3: Grandpa, who thought that a shake weight was a good idea? Who invented that?
2: (laughs) Isn't that awesome? There you go. Uh, Hopefully you saw that on our YouTube show. If you don't, uh, or if you didn't, if you're in your car, if you're sitting out on that big old patio blowing things up with your shotgun you want
1: to go
2: go watch that on our youtube page
3: kenny making a reference to a an interview we did with nascar truck winner chad chafin chad chafin chad chafin i don't know how to pronounce his last name and yes when we were interviewing him we asked him why he was so quiet all of a sudden or something like that and he's like I'm waiting for something to move. I'm out here shooting rabbits or something. whatever.
4: Yeah, I'm waiting for something to move so I can blast away. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. 20, 22 years. That might be the line of the
2: freaks. You got greatness. Yes.
4: It's like, oh,
3: don't let us interrupt your hunting time, Mr. Winner.
2: Blowing stuff up, babe. Simon I'm Pagino, Indy 500 winner coming up. Crasher had a chance to catch up with him. And we talked about this last hour, how the FIBA has hit Indianapolis as the 500 gets set for a couple of weeks from now. All right, Freak Nation, we're going to resume with some of our radio affiliates, more radio affiliates, and get into some Crash Gladys Pitt news and notes. And Simon Pagino coming up.
1: Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less.
2: Speed Freaks,
1: Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks.
2: Bringing another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, Lucas Oil Studios, almost 22 years, 22 years coming up next month. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing, Speed Freaks from the Lucas Oil Studios. Coming up, Crash Gladys, Pit. News and Notes. Brought to you by good friends at General Tire. Go to GeneralTire.com and find your summer tires, man. Spring's coming to a close. It's starting to heat up across the country. Make sure you're rolling on a new set of General Tires for your summer travels. Sounds like a good idea, huh? General Tire, that's GeneralTire.com. The official tire of the freaks for two decades. So, Crasher was hanging out in Indianapolis for the last three or four days, specifically Saturday afternoon for the Indy GP. And I'm sure, Crasher, from your perspective, that rain fest that happened, You saw it differently than we did on that fat, freaking 55-inch TV, correct?
3: (laughs) I don't know if I saw it much differently, but I I saw it from pit lane, from a suite, from the media area, and then back to Victory Circle. It was, oh my gosh, the day started off so humid and so nasty. And then it got pretty nice. And then suddenly when the rain came and it wouldn't let up, it became cold and wet. And again, nasty of a different kind. But... Here's the big deal. This was the true test of that aero screen for the IndyCar drivers. They've had it for more than two years now, but they've never been able to test it in the rain. They haven't had a rain race in so many years. So drivers after the race were talking about how the water on that aero screen was just stuck right there in the middle. They could not see in front of them. It was so difficult and visibility on all accounts. But Connor Daly made a good point. He said, for some reason I could see to each side. So he would look left, look right, And that's how he would go straight. And it was so, they had to be so reliant on their spotters. This was just, this was a science experiment. This was an aerodynamic experiment. This was a vision experiment. It was crazy across all boards. But yeah, massive, massive kudos then, of course, to Colton Herta for taking the win and then rounding out the podium, Simon Pajanon and Will Power. Amazing drives all around.
2: Yeah, with a pass for the lead, Colton Herta. the the time to change the tie there were so many yeah, things that yeah. they did right that uh, i can't think of a race win race winner that deserved a race more than uh, herta himself
3: yeah it was he takes risks when other drivers won't even consider it yet yeah. so it's he's just a, a brilliant thinking driver with his dad on the radio two brilliant minds working together making that exactly
1: as good as they are
2: more freaks coming up from the lucas all studios freak nation
6: contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix. It
4: works. General Tire offers a wide variety of options that will stand against whatever life brings your way. Whatever you drive, truck, car, or SUV, General Tire has long-lasting, all-season Ultimax RT43 to the aggressive, all-terrain grabber ATX. General Tire covers on-road performance, off-road capability, and durability. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. General Tire,
8: getting speed freaks where we've needed to be since 2001. Hey, I'm Kyle Busch. The biggest racing weekend ever at Worldwide Technology Raceway is coming June 3rd through the 5th. The party starts Thursday with the NASCAR Fan Fest and Hauler Parade at Ballpark Village. Cup practice and truck qualifying on Friday, cup qualifying and the Toyota 200 on Saturday, and it all wraps up on Sunday with the Enjoy Illinois 300. This is the first time in a lifetime to see the NASCAR Cup Series at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Go to WorldwideTechnologyRaceway.com to get your tickets now. Brought to you in part by the Illinois Office of Tourism and Illinois South Tourism. Hey, Freak Nation,
2: did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Eight Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365.
6: There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive.
3: Hey, freak- General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades.
1: You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined.
2: LucasOil.com, LucasOil.com, the official lube of the Freak Nation. Whatever you got out there in the garage it has got a motor, an engine, bam, lawnmower, they got it. What about your rod and reel? Yes, they have rod and reel oil, lubrication to keep your reel awfully spiffy. Go to LucasOil.com. That's LucasOil.com. Crasher had a chance to catch up with Simon Pagino, but before we get into your conversation with Simon Pagino, Indy 500 champion, You say, and you talked about it a little bit, I think, with Juan, or at least on last hour. You say typically it's not 90 degrees in Indianapolis right about now? No. It's over the last couple of years, as you have
3: been witness to, Kenny, the Memorial Day weekend has been pretty hot. And Mm -hmm. that's not usually, I mean, with how hot it has been, it has been in the 90s on Memorial Day weekend the last couple of years. And that's not really that normal either. But the beginning of the month, come on. It's, it's notorious for raining, which of course, yeah, we had some rain this weekend as well, but it's just, it's not this, these temperatures are just not normal. No, no. And let's not go into a whole global warming thing, but I mean, come on people, there's more and more signs of this stuff going on. Well, it's just, it's hot. It, it was a hot, hot weekend.
2: The Statman c- continues to ask me after the 500, Kenny, how was your monkey butt over the weekend? It is, uh, <laughs> it is indeed it's it is it it's one big three hundred thousand monkey butt. It is so nasty uh, that uh, the crotches across NapTown uh, probably use an additional two or three hours to wash that crotch once you get home from the five hundred. <laughs> oh my God! What? You went there. I did. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's it.
3: That feeling. I had this weekend, yes. Ah. Yes, it's
4: just,
2: ugh. Yeah. That's <laughs> too much information. Guys. Well, well man, <laughs> you've been around the, 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 the sun a few times. I mean, do you, would you wear tighter pants or looser pants if you're going to be hanging out where it's 75% humidity and 85 degrees? Commando, baby. Bang.
3: In public, baby.
2: <laughs> what about, uh, Richie, what about the millennials? What would the millennials do in this situation? What do you guys wear when it's crap hot and the humidity's uh, cooking?
5: Stay inside. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that's so true though
3: yes 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 as a as
5: a native arizonan who is used to 115 degrees during the summer here he just don't go outside it's great yeah. granted yeah. There's, there's no humidity here in the state of arizona but stay inside you're welcome
2: and that's a perfect intro with crash glad hanging out with simon pagino former Indy 500 champion and IndyCar champion here in the Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios.
3: Okay, Simon Pagino in the Speed Freaks pits. I'm going exactly where James Hinchcliffe was going. Why are you wearing this? It is 125 degrees out here in Indianapolis.
12: Is it? No, it's not. Uh, Listen, I just jumped in the car, made sure that my seatbelts were still okay. I was at the Miami Grand Prix last weekend, so just want to make sure I didn't put on any weight uh, during that weekend eating those... um, nice delicious
3: all oh, right it was because of what you were eating Food, yes. Yes.
12: yes absolutely yes uh so yes i'm ready to go as you can see
3: <laughs> you're sweating off those extra pounds is what you're doing
12: yeah i'm just making sure i'm hydrated enough but uh no it's uh, it's awesome to be back here obviously i'm the only one in a driver's suit so i'm the only one to be ready to go these guys are in shorts so i don't know what they're doing and uh, i'm ready to go so you know green flag Simon, the month of
3: May, let's see, three years ago, Norman was the hero of the family. You win the 500, you become the hero of the family. I have to imagine your baby, who's no longer a baby, is now the leader of the family,
12: right? Absolutely, he's the leader of the pack. I'm just uh, along for the ride right now. Uh, he just turned one, Marley, my son. So um, it was. it's very exciting. Every day is so exciting with him. Just seeing him grow, it's, uh, it, it's just phenomenal to see, uh, you know, just to live that evolution of mine and uh, my wife alongside, so it's it's just so cool.
3: How does he relate to racing? Does he give you any sort of a dad, vroom vroom, or anything of that sort?
12: Oh my God, I think we're in big trouble. <laughs> he uh, he loves cars. Uh, you know, he sees a golf cart, he wants to get on it, he starts steering. He's one year old. Come on, that shouldn't happen. Uh, what were you doing at one year though? Yeah, probably the same. I crashed my mom's car at three. So yeah.
3: Wait, that's it. A- Hold on. Tell me the story from the beginning.
12: Sounds like the story is going to repeat itself. But yes, uh, I, I got it. I got it. At the wheel, and uh, you know, stick shift. She was in neutral. Just she's doing undoing the groceries, and uh, I just let the handbrake go. I went down the street, finished into a field. So yeah, I'm very proud of that one. That was that was one of my best crash for sure. But I hope Molly doesn't do that. But uh, he's already. He's like every time he sees a car, he's like and uh, ready to go.
3: So how are you preparing for this month with the family, with everybody along? I'm sure you have a motorhome in the in the driver's lot. What is this month like for you? Because you got to be focused on track, but then you get in the motorhome, you got to play dad. That's got to be a little difficult.
12: Well, at the moment they're not here. They they're going to come for the qualifying uh, qualifying weekend and for the race. Uh... Damn, Indy lights! What the heck? So. There's a lot of cars! Are these all the cars? Oh my God!
3: Thank goodness it's two and a half miles. Thank goodness.
12: It's a race. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I won't be playing dad for uh, for ten days. So um, it was really tough to leave the house this morning because you know it, it's uh, it's tough. But um, you know I'm, I'm at work and. Uh, it's great to have them here because obviously when you finish the day, just having a time with him and my my wife is awesome. But I'll be uh, I'll be single for a few days,
3: which can be fun as well. You and Elio hold Katie bar the door.
12: <laughs> yeah, we uh, well, first of all, tonight we're having a special party uh, called the club. So I'm gonna see what it's all about and uh, supporting Elio in the. Uh, I guess being officially into the, the club of the, the four-time winners. So um, I look forward to that tonight. The festivities are starting already. It's going to be a busy month.
3: When do you start focusing on the oval? I mean, I would imagine it would be Monday or maybe Sunday night, Sunday morning, actually, after the road course. Or are you, is it on your mind right now?
12: Well, funny you say that. I, I stepped in my car. That's why I'm in my suit, actually. I stepped in my oh, car. he has
3: to repeat that.
12: Yeah. <laughs> to, 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 uh, to check my seat belt again. And uh, I was being super careful. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, what? Well. I don't want to damage it and they're like well don't worry the seat belts are the same as last weekend I'm like what do you mean that they're like it's the road course car I'm like why would you bring the road course car to the speedway they're like buddy we have a race this weekend I'm like yeah oh yeah so I was already in speedway mode so yeah that answers my question perfectly. I guess. i got to focus on the, on, the, on the speedway. i got to focus on the Grand Prix right now. Well, go get it. Get a win in both, okay? Just make it easy. I'll make it easy yeah. for you. I'll try.
3: Thanks, Simon.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
2: And, again, Crash Gladys with Simon Pagino, former Indy 500 champion, IndyCar champion here in the Freak Nation. One of the things he was talking about was you you go into you you drive into Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You don't think road course. It's like when I go to Daytona, this is going to sound weird. I went to my very first Daytona 500 this year, very first. But I've been there. Ten times beforehand for the Daytona 24 hour. So I would roll into Daytona Speedway and think. Sports cars. He's rolling in thinking, you know, Indy 500 and not road course,
3: right? And to be reminded by one of his mechanics, uh, Simon, Simon, we've got a race this weekend because he was questioning, you know, uh, qualifying or something. He's like, we don't qualify this weekend. He's like, no, no, no. We qualify for the race that's this weekend, the road course. And he's like, oh my gosh, my head's just been all Indy 500.
2: Stan, what what do you think? How do you think these drivers regard the road course knowing that, I mean, it's not even second fiddle. Yeah, okay, I won the. I, I won at Indy. Oh, the road course. Oh.
4: No, I think it's it carries more weight than that. I mean, yeah, it it does. It, once you once you win at Indy, you've won at Indy, and uh, that'll be with them. It may not be Indy five hundred winner, but Indy winner, you know, it goes follows them for the rest of their life, like That's Heisman that. Trophy winner and so forth.
3: Ask AJ Allmendinger. You have mm-hmm. asked AJ Allmendinger. He won. Granted, it was NASCAR, but it was the road course, and I think you did ask him something along the lines of, "Does it? Is it not as special if it's the road course?" He's and he flat out said, "No, it's Indy. Period." Yeah, so, and yeah. we'll
4: get to kiss the bricks and all mm-hmm. of that stuff. You know, I yep. mean, if anything, it's diminished the idea of the five hundred winner kissing the bricks. But uh, the point is, they wanted Indy. That's what's most
0: important.
3: Kissing the bricks, though, is a NASCAR thing that never used to happen at the Indy 500 once. Was it Dale Jarrett was the first one that did it? And he won the third or fourth brickyard. And then that's when it became a tradition. Really? So that's, yeah. No, so the no, freaking
2: no, NASCAR no. cup race.
4: that uh, NASCAR wasn't the first people to do that. I remember in uh, in 500 people doing that. Look it up, Richie.
3: Well, making it an actual thing. I mean, were there photos taken at random of kissing the bricks? Yes, but making it a thing right after the race to kiss the bricks and and have a massive photo shoot to go with it that that started with, I believe, Dale Jarrett. Yeah, straight from straight, uh,
5: straight straight from straight from Google and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the Yard of bricks. The tradition of kissing the bricks was started by NASCAR champion Dale Jarrett after geez. his Brickyard four hundred victory in nineteen ninety six. And that was the first time it ever happened. Apparently, wow! And then it became a thing. Uh, so crash was right.
4: That wasn't the first time. It was the first time that somebody other than a 500 winner did it. That bought it into NASCAR. But I don't think it was uh,
2: the first time that it ever happened. Think th- you think they were sponsored by Verizon, Statman?
4: <laughs> yeah, either Verizon or Kyle Bush, one or
2: the other.
3: Oh. Ho, ho. Oh, yes.
2: Slowly. I turn. Richie, you again, with the motorsports that you've learned, the knowledge that you picked up over the last couple of years, what's the one venue that you, the residential millennial, that you'd brag about the most that you wanted?
5: Ooh. So the venue I have not been to, but I really want to go to that yeah. I would go around and tell all my friends I got a chance to go to. In motorsports?
2: Yes. No, th- uh, okay. no. just just say you're driving. You're driving. Yeah. You have one race, and you, you're you going to win it. You ask these questions on our Twitter account and kick ass uh-huh. all the time. There's one race, and one track that you win. You're going to win it. Where's it going to be?
5: Oh, my goodness. That's oh, that's so tough. I'd, I'd probably say because of the history, I think it's got to be the Indy 500, right? Mm-hmm. you're doing it up for a hundred plus years on the same exact track
4: i want my face on the Borg
5: warner that'd be dope over monaco
4: what about monaco
5: i've said before monaco just doesn't just doesn't do it for me it's just not i it doesn't have the history that indy 500 does for me like it's being a new formula one fan at least at least i've been watching IndyCar long enough to where I understand the history of the Indy 500 and IMS. I've been around crash for eight years and gets worn off on me quite a bit at this point. Right. So that's why I go Indy 500.
2: Well, instead, when we've had Fernando Alonso, he really opened my eyes to how people outside of the U.S. feel about the Indy 500. And I don't know if he was blowing smoke, but there were some comments that Fernando Alonso, again Formula One champion, who ran an Indy car for three or four years.
3: Had failed to qualify for the five hundred. The significance
2: of route. running running in in Indy wasn't lost on him. So I'm curious if you get outside of our bubble, if you're in Europe, do people say Monaco, or do they regard the Indy five hundred being a pinnacle for open wheel? I I I wouldn't think so. Mm-hmm. I know that
4: uh, drivers that I've talked to when they talk about places they would like to win, it's Monaco, the Monte Carlo Rally. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, those, those are things that come to mind before the Indianapolis 500. There are so surely there are some, but there are so many who think of oval racing and crashing in walls and so forth who don't take that very, who take it seriously enough to not want to be involved.
3: That is a very good point. Internationally. Yes. They, they will watch it, but will they drive it? Another story.
2: Speaking of crashing Connor Daly. Some great comments the Crasher got out of him, IndyCar Series pilot. We need some trash talking in IndyCar. That's next. Speed Freaks Pits and Lucas Oil Studio.
1: Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined.
2: Lucas Oil Studios Freak Nation running on them general tires. Go to generaltire.com, it's generaltire.com. Summer's here. Make sure you're rolling on a new set of general tires. When you're picking your kids up, headed out to a little bit of hot soccer. Or if you're headed across the country, make sure you got yourself some general tires. What, Crasher?
3: Hot soccer. Ah, let's go have some hot soccer.
2: I played soccer in freaking summer in Texas. What's uh-huh. the problem?
3: Uh,
0: okay,
4: Valid. good thing we're not talking about Detroit. Because when you say summer's here and the time is right, it, it, it the next line is not racing in the streets.
2: <laughs> well, do you care to share the Freak Nation what you're talking about?
0: Yeah, it, it, it,
2: Martha and
4: the Vandellas, <laughs> yeah,
2: dancing,
4: dancing in the street. There yeah, you know, Summer's here and the time is right. That 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 line you have to say for dancing
2: in the street. Richie, if I play that song, would you recognize it?
4: Oh, yeah,
5: absolutely. Because okay. it was in a, a bunch of movies.
2: Okay.
3: Yeah, and who redid it? Who remade it? Van Halen. No, 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 no. Dancing
2: in the streets. Yes, they did.
3: Yes, they did. Oh, I was thinking yeah. like David Bowie. No, oh, it's it wow. that's
2: Dance, Crasher. We got to get okay. into this. <laughs> Connor <laughs> Daly <laughs> running in the IndyCar series, of course, uh, getting set for the Indy 500 Crasher. He caught up with the, this little Rebel Rouser.
3: Rebel Rouser, yes, mm-hmm. Mr. Snake Pit himself,
2: Connor Daly. Now, Lucas Studios.
3: Daly here in the in Speed Freaks Pits, and Connor, you're a staple in the Speed Freaks Pits. Your personality fits us absolutely. What's this? Mm. Yeah, okay. What you're just agreeing with I me? I like
7: it. Yeah, the Freaky Pits. Let's go. I respect. I respect the. I respect the area. It's incredible.
3: You are all over the promotions for the Snake Pit here at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Do you ever just have a moment during this month, you're helping them promote all the fun stuff, but you have to focus. You have to be all about driving. You have to be keeping yourself on track. Does that sometimes get to be a little bit, uh, like a juxtaposition that you don't want to be in?
7: Honestly, not at all, because you can spend hours just sitting and overthinking things too. Well, so... Uh- you know, we've got we've got that, that takes thirty to forty five seconds to go out there and say something about the snake pit, and it's super easy. And you know, it's something that I I take to quite well. So for me, I just like it because it's it gives us something to do. A lot of the times, you actually can get bored here too. Like you have plenty of things to look at. You can you can you could study stuff for days and hours, but in the end, like you're gonna probably want to not do that at some point and just relax a little bit. And like, why not go out and help? You know, promote an event that you love. So I'm 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 I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for it.
3: Bored and Connor Daly yeah, yeah, yeah. are not in the same sentence. That well, just doesn't make do any sense. <laughs>
7: That's why I never get bored. I'm, I'm always doing something. Might as well.
3: All right, let's just, you know, nobody's watching right now. What's the prank of the month? What do you? What is one thing you really hope to pull off this month to upset the other drivers?
7: I just, I don't even know. I, I feel like it's it's been so long since, uh, you know, any real pranks have been pulled. And I don't know, the, the energy for these folks needs to be a little bit higher to be pranked. Everyone's just kind of like, <laughs> nice. And I don't know, like if, if Grosjean pranked Ray Hall, that'd be awesome. You know what I mean? Or, if, or if Jimmy and Elio started spray painting each other's buses, you know, that would be hilarious. So who knows? We'll see.
3: Okay. I'm so glad you went there because people are in a tiffy about this whole Ray Hall Grosjean thing. We need a black hat in IndyCar. Every series needs a black hat. So yes, you're embracing it. I see as much as we are.
7: Well, I mean, you just got to have people that are angry at each other because that's what creates excitement and ratings. And you know, one of my f- Favorite things about watching NASCAR races is if they hit each other, can't wait to watch the post-race. You know what I mean? For us, it's just like everyone's like, well, it was a great day. Uh, I'd like to thank my sponsors, which is important. But, like, there's no heat. and We need some heat. So, uh, obviously, we there's a little bit less contact in our series, of course. But if there is a little bit of rubbing and racing, you better say something
2: about it. You, you, you There's a two-parter here with Connor Daly where you started off with him, Crasher, asking him about the cat who runs Liberty Media. Mm-hmm. And his Formula One versus other racing comment. Mm-hmm. Crasher, set it up a little bit, please.
3: Well, it was it was actually Connor Daly. And I forgot, as I'm interviewing Connor, I'm thinking, oh, wait, it was your tweet that, that pointed this out to me. He basically took a part of, is it Greg Mafi, Greg Mafi, Greg Mafi, took apart his quote from Miami from last week that was talking about the TV package for Formula One and said, Basically, his quote was something about how I think the Formula One, he, of course, being Liberty Media CEO, I think that the Formula One product is a much better TV product than something like, say, the Indy 500, when it's just kind of like, wait, what? Huh? T- your t- you're saying your just TV product is better? Up? Is that just a part of this whole motorsports marketing thing, or was he serious?
7: Well, I mean, honestly, like, I, I don't necessarily entirely disagree with it. Like, it's it's not, like, I I, I saw it, and it's frustrating but because, like, there's elements to that. That's right. You know what I mean? Like they're commercial free. Like there's that, that sky broadcast is actually incredible. Those guys are really, really smart guys. Like and there's a great group of people on there. So like, I kind of understand it because, but also in America, like we're used to commercials. So like I, I don't, the whole commercial free thing doesn't really bother me. Like I I'm prepared to watch sports and watch commercials. I don't really care. You know what I mean? Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I disagree that the quality is, uh, like a lesser quality. um, but, man, Formula One does have onboard cameras on every single car, and we have been asking for that for years, and I think it's something that's really, really important for us. Um, but they also have billions of dollars more than us. So, like, you got to you got to kind of put things into perspective. If you have a ton of money and a giant cash pile to go to, you're probably going to get more stuff out of it. You know what I mean? We're, we're working with what we got, and I do think NBC does a great job. Like, I've been a great partner, and, you know, we've got a ton of network NBC races, which is a huge bonus for us.
3: Well, bottom line though, something will eventually rub off, and IndyCar will be the benefactor.
7: I certainly hope so. We're gonna work. We're gonna work our butts off to make sure that happens. And I think everyone, we all have a common goal. I hope, which is you know to to grow the sport.
3: Connor Daly, thank
0: you. <laughs>
2: all right, guys, I'm gonna put everybody on the spot. We got to go to break. Everybody on the spot. Who does Connor Daly need to punch out to get the most pub <laughs> on the grid? What driver should Connor put this up on Twitter, Suave? What driver should Connor Daly punch out to get the most pub? Crash. Jimmy Johnson. Ooh, I didn't think about JJ. Suave.
5: Elio. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Statman. Dale Jr.
3: He'll, he'll pee with the NBC crew, so he'll be there.
0: Yeah, okay.
2: Okay. Wow, you teed it up for me, Stad. I thought you were going to go with this guy. I'd say Juan Pablo Montoya, man. How many people would get gratification out of Connor just smacking him in the freaking melon? They'd, they'd make a space on the trophy, him. Yeah. <laughs> the greatest name in Supercross. The greatest last name in Supercross ever. Next at the Freak Nation. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined
6: engine is one of the most important components of your vehicle when improperly maintained you can experience mechanical wear poor fuel economy or even a breakdown lucas high performance motor oils are proven to lower oil temperatures for longer oil life reduce metal fatigue and keep engines clean and free of deposits much longer they protect against oil foaming slow oil burning and raise oil pressure in worn engines for more information visit lucasoil.com lucas
4: oil keep that engine alive General Tire offers a wide variety of options that will stand against whatever life brings your way. Whatever you drive, truck, car, or SUV, General Tire has long lasting, all season, Ultimax RT43 to the aggressive all terrain grabber ATX. General Tire covers on road performance, off road capability, and durability. General Tire delivers, for whatever you do. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com.
8: General Tire getting speed freaks, where we've needed to be since 2001. Hey, I'm Kyle Busch. The biggest racing weekend ever at Worldwide Technology Raceway is coming June 3rd through the 5th. The party starts Thursday with the NASCAR Fan Fest and Hauler Parade at Ballpark Village. Cup practice and truck qualifying on Friday, cup qualifying and the Toyota 200 on Saturday, and it all wraps up on Sunday with the Enjoy Illinois 300. This is the first time in a lifetime to see the NASCAR Cup Series at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Go to WorldwideTechnologyRaceway.com to get your tickets now. Brought to you in part by the Illinois Office of Tourism and Illinois South Tourism.
2: A Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. Mav TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MavTV.com to get your motorsports fixed 24-7-365. There
6: is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive.
3: Hey Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high performance responsiveness and traction... In wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades.
1: You're listening to Speed Freaks. Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.
2: Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios, 22 years coming up June 25th of this year, man. We started in 2000. It'll be 22 years from the Lucas Oil Studios. Thank you, Lucas, General Ty and all of our partners, all of our affiliates. All of you guys for sticking around for 22 years. As we determined either earlier this hour or last hour, Richie C. Suave was nine years old when we started this show. And I think last week his uh, testicles did drop. So we're good to go at uh, 31 years old here in the Freak Nation. Super- listen, listen. <laughs> If you, uh, if you watch this on YouTube, you saw a video of Richie. Okay. Earlier. Okay. Right? It wasn't clear at that time whether or not they had <laughs> <laughs> Crasher, you and I got to hang out in Salt Lake City for the Supercross finale a couple of weeks before we get into the Lucas Oil outdoor motocross season. Looking forward to that. Of course, you can catch all the live action on MAV TV. What are some highlights that you recall from Salt Lake City and Supercross? Did it bring back some of those memories back in the day when we were going to Anaheim? One, yes. two, three, and four, right?
3: Yes. It's, yeah, I didn't think that I was in Salt Lake. I thought I was back in Anaheim. And it, yeah, it just the vibe of Supercross is so much fun. So yeah, it, just, it was just good to be in that environment again. But <laughs> after our conversations here with Connor Daly just a little bit ago and fighting and you know, certain motorsport series, needing a good guy and a bad guy. I, you said, what did I remember from that weekend? Mm -hmm. Or what did I like that weekend? Come on, Justin Barsha's comments upon the podium and he gets booze from the entire stadium because he messed with golden boy, Malcolm Stewart, that weekend, Utah loves Malcolm Stewart and Malcolm Stewart turns it on for that. He just, there's something about it. I don't know. He just, he does notoriously good there and, uh, yeah, so Justin Barsha messed with him in the middle of the race and said, Hey, you know, he would have done the same thing. I'm sorry, but it's just, it is what it is and got booed. And that was
2: a stat uh, man. I'm like you, when you hear that, you think, yes, uh, a black man getting cheered in Utah. Nothing makes more sense than that. Right? I mean,
4: right. <laughs> That's completely, but his name is Stuart. So maybe it runs, maybe it runs in the, uh, in the family, Who knows? you know, no, All gosh. stewards, Tony, Bubba, Malcolm, anybody—you know—we're going there, Jackie.
2: <laughs> Jackie, <laughs> exactly. he, he's as wide as they come, Jackie Stewart, man. Well,
3: was, yeah, so's Tony.
2: <laughs> oh man, and Statman, I'm disappointed that I I saw him two or three times, but he was he wasn't in shouting distance, and I had something going on. I saw Big James there. Yes, I just wanted to go up and say something to Big James and just just reflect with him that. If you're a Supercross motocross fan, and it's it's something that we talked to a number of riders about, including Davy Millsaps last Sunday, the high regard that people have for James Stewart and his riding style, as Davy Millsaps said, he put style back into racing. Uh, the high regard that people have for James Stewart and his style of racing when he was on the track, <laughs> when he wasn't in the hay bales or up in <laughs> up in the seats. Uh, he was second to none with his style stat, man. And we got to see it early on. We were his first big boy interview. Uh, when he rolled into the studio with us, I think he was 15, maybe 16, 14, I think. Oh my oh gosh. Cow. Yeah. But the, the,
4: and the, the other thing you talk about style, when we were traveling around the world, we'd go to airports and we'd see, uh, James Stewart on the, uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the posters, See, didn't see anybody
2: else in the motorsports world. We saw James Stewart. That's mm-hmm. how big he was. Freak Nation, yep. I consider this to be the greatest last name. It makes so much sense to have a last name of Thrasher in Supercross. And this dude's a badass. He went out and won the finale in Salt Lake City, Nate Thrasher, in the 250 class. He will be a contender in the 250 class. Uh, yeah, coming up here in a couple of weeks in uh, Paula apollo resort there in southern california crasher and i had a chance to catch up with nate thrasher minutes after okay maybe an hour after he won the salt lake city race nate thrasher the greatest last name ever to ride a motorcycle in supercross given what happened in the outdoor season you were kicking ass and you came down with an the injury then you come out here and win the last supercross race in salt lake city that's motivation for you i would imagine going into the lucas oil outdoor season isn't it
13: Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I've been running a lot of outdoors and the plan this year is uh, we got some stuff figured out last year during the outs where I have uh, struggled in the beginning, but then I was starting to come on uh, and just had that little crash and uh, ended up going uh, into my season, but I feel like good enough this year to win a championship and uh, I feel like my strength is just beyond what it was last year i've grown so much as fitness and all that so i feel like we can uh run up front for 35 minutes was that
2: purposeful did you intend to get the fitness back and even better than before because given the injury in the outdoors
13: yeah definitely uh, i had four months off the bike almost five and Uh, It was pretty much all cycling, um, just all fitness. Uh, All we did was pound, fitness, 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 because when you're hurt, you can come back stronger. You can make it a positive, and that's what we did. Uh, It was unfortunate we got thrown into the West like it did, but it worked out. I've I've learned a lot this year. It's not been a perfect year. It hasn't been a a championship-winnable year, Um, but there's next year. I'm still only 19 years old, so we we can build on it.
2: What are the things you're going to build on, the mistakes that you made this year, Granted, winning Salt Lake yeah. uh, you know, helps the wounds a little
13: bit. Oh, definitely. Uh, we won an East-West shootout. Um, every guy in the class uh, passed the best guys and to win it. So that even feels better. It wasn't a whole shot and run away. It was I passed the top guys in the class. I passed the championship front runners. So you can't win a East-West shootout and not be mm-hmm. a legitimate title contender. So I feel like I just got to go put it together every round, and that, that's going to be the goal for next year. I want to be in a championship fight and, uh, every round, and I want to go win it. Fitness level now,
2: granted, with here in Salt Lake City, you got a couple of weeks off. Where are you going into the outdoor season now?
13: Yeah, I feel good. A um, little banged up wrist from the A3 crash, um, but it's getting better it's getting better every week and uh i feel good i feel like i can uh, contend in the outdoors and uh, maybe even get a championship but i just want to go out there and podium every weekend and be in the top five every weekend that's the
2: you're 19 years old i'm two or three times your age but and i still hold the outdoors as just being the pinnacle i know this is where the crowd is inside but what it takes to win outdoors is, is something special and it sounds like you you realize that
13: oh definitely it's brutal um it's it's gnarly it's 35 minutes plus two motos there's nothing easy about it and to win you have to be the best guy you can't look into it um you have to be the best guy on that given day and there's a lot of things that go into an outdoor race it's yeah it's not as physically it's not as technical as this stuff you got to be more technical to ride this kind of track and more skilled on a dirt bike i think but the outdoors you just got to have that grit and determination and uh that prevails there more
3: so going right off of that, then, I'm going to assume you would vote Carmichael over McGrath when it comes to pure talent in the Supercross motocross realm.
13: Yeah, I was a little bit before my time, both of them. I really <laughs> didn't get to watch either one, so I was more of a Villapoto guy growing up, so yeah.
3: Okay, okay, so Villopoto, you probably got Stewart a little bit in there. Reed, well, he's still racing somewhere because yeah. he's never, ever going <laughs> to fully be off a bike. Tomac, I mean, who are the guys that you really looked up to?
13: It was definitely uh Villa Poto coming in. That was kinda when I started racing uh myself was kinda when he was at the, the pinnacle of the sport in two thousand eleven and all that. That was kinda when I started. So uh, it was definitely him just growing up. He was so dominant for so long and he was the best on the, when he was on the track you knew he had a chance to win and that's what I wanna be.
3: You say Villapoto I also think of Dungey. I remember the Ryan versus Ryan saga going on back and forth are you kind of geeked to know that Ryan Dunge's coming back to race outdoor
13: yeah it'll be cool just to see where he stands and that these guys are going so fast these days and we train so different uh, I feel than they did back in the, just a couple of years ago uh, I feel like their the speed has just rose so much in the 450 class I feel Jason and tomac and all those guys are just on another level right now and I feel like he can come in there and match it, but he's it's going to be tough, I think.
3: The old man, can he do it?
13: That's going to be the big question yeah. those first couple of races. We'll see right away. Uh, you'll know if he has the speed or not right away, and he might. He might not, but uh, I think it's more for him. He's just coming back to uh, do it for fun. I feel like uh, – for the his career it was so when we're in our positions that we're in we're not doing it for I mean we're doing it for fun it's our but we love it but it there's a lot of pressure and a lot of things that go into it's our life and he's just coming to do it uh in a different aspect I think in his mental and then he had before so I think it'll be a lot more enjoyable for him
3: and speaking of enjoying anything, can you celebrate this win at all? You have three weeks before the outdoor season. you got to be able to take a couple of days off.
13: Yeah, we'll take tonight, and then uh, we'll get back to it Tuesday. <laughs> that's it? Yeah, that's it. we got to go uh, win a championship.
3: No cheat meals, macaroni, pizza, anything?
13: No, we'll get right to it. <laughs>
1: Not Not much motorsports. Not much motorsports. Helio or Helio. Not, not, not. not Well, not only that. Much, much, much. Thank you, I love you. And headlining the party. Douchebags. Not much motorsports. You freaks. Not much motorsports.
2: (laughs) Well, we have one story that has been out for about a week, and I just couldn't wait to talk about this. Statman turned me on to soccer a few years ago. It's incredible to I mean, Statman is one of the OGs when it comes to the Columbus crew. You think about this. Statman is a Columbus Columbus crew fan. is a freaking Liverpool fan. Twenty-two years ago, Statman, I was gonna say, you're gonna become a soccer fan. And Richie, when you joined us eight years ago, you're gonna become an EPL fan. What the hell's going on here? Right? Jeez. Or that you'd become a wine drinker. Yeah.
3: Formula One fan. Or Formula yeah, One, Formula one fan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> So I can't miss this story, man. Um, Richie, I'm going to let you handle this because it's just greatness. Uh, you would do it better justice than I would because I'm going to spend some time laughing because the visuals of this is just awesome. Go ahead, buddy. Oh,
5: no. You're looking at a picture of Mar- Marcello who – is no longer with Lyon's first team because, as the headline reads, he was dropped from Lyon's first team for farting and laughing in the dressing room, according to sources. Dressing room, not locker room.
3: Dressing room. What?
5: As ESPN reported in August, the 34-year-old was expelled from the senior squad following Lyon's 3-0 defeat to angers earlier uh this season marcello was caught laughing during captain leo dubois speech to rally the troops following the game which didn't go down well with manager peter Bose and sporting director yuhino ah i love the fact that all these italian names you're dropping on me here folks
2: that's the whole point of me wanting you to read this my friend (laughs) However, according to ESPN
5: sources (laughs) <laughs> Marcelo was also disciplined by the club for repeatedly farting among his teammates in the dressing room and laughing in the presence of Yuhino and Bose. Marcelo was considered one of the leaders of the team and has signed a new contract a few months before the start of the season, but the club described the actions as inappropriate. Oh. Good stuff. oh
3: my gosh. Like, come on. Like that doesn't happen in every NFL locker room or, or excuse me, dressing room. I mean, Farting's just natural human behavior.
2: Stat. <laughs> <laughs> I would like Stat to be the, the HR person for Leon and have someone come into to Statman and say, uh, Marcelo will not stop laughing and farting during our pep talks.
4: And that wasn't even on the elevator. That was in the dressing room. <laughs>
3: Yeah. What Kenny is notorious for. Hey, hey come is on. <laughs> farting in the elevator and then walking out and leaving the rest of us in there and be like, oh, thanks. Nice.
2: I would never do such a thing.
3: Okay.
2: Okay. <laughs> it's free. It doesn't cost anything. It makes eight year olds laugh. Yeah. I'm walking with our, my daughter and her good friend, and one of them say, oh, I just farted. It's just <laughs> I just farted. <laughs> What we could be just studying the trees. Whoop, I just farted. <laughs> <laughs> She'll come you're up here for the show, Dad. I just farted. You're having such a
4: good time with this eight-year-old. And mm-hmm. Wait till she becomes a teenager.
10: I know.
2: Well, that that's my concern when she goes out on a date, eighteen, nineteen years old, and she's standing next to freaking Rutcliffe. He says, Hey Rutcliffe, I just farted. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, who's this Rutcliffe? Are you trying Rutcliffe. to say Rutledge Wood, our friend?
2: No, just, or, or she FaceTimes me or whatever the hell they're going to be doing here in about nine, 10 years. She says, dad, listen to this. And her and her boyfriend in the car blasting off.
3: Says the man that had her watch a video on YouTube not so long ago, maybe a week ago, of a guy lighting his fart on fire. Right.
2: No, oh, that, no. Was, that was, was freaking a, Dumb and Dumber. That was Dumb and Dumber. That's right. It was in the movie. That's right. <laughs> oh, but you said,
3: Henley, they're going to light their farts on fire here. Mm-hmm. You said
0: something like
2: that. <laughs> Statman, tell me you've never tried to light
4: a fart on fire. I can say that that's probably something that I've never done. That and taking hands with Kyle Bush, that probably.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Statman
4: has not, will not, and will never do.
2: What's going to happen first? That man trying to light his fart on fire, shake the hand of (laughs) God?
0: There's a poll.
2: (laughs) There's a a poll for Twitter. The Twitterverse isn't ready for that poll. And then a third one buy stock in Verizon. And Bank of America. I <laughs> didn't bring up Bank of America too, man. And,
4: and crabs are us. There he yes. is. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh yes.
2: Okay. It's <laughs> greatness, Richie. Proud to be a part of the show, huh? <laughs> I
4: think
2: that's, he's great, turned, that's great for radio, he turned buddy.
4: The, He's turned the mic off. He's listening. Yeah, to, he's, uh, yeah. he's listening to the Beatles
2: right now. The good thing about that, he wouldn't know the difference between the Beatles and Ted Nugent.
3: Oh, that's come on.
2: I'm just proud that his mom owns a Ted Nugent album. It's greatness. Mm-hmm. I mean, just because of his music, not because of certain stances. Uh, Freak Nation, it's been a greatness. A great show on a Sunday <laughs> night. Stop it, Crash. Jesus.
3: It's been a greatness.
2: It has. Listen, our vernacular as human beings. You go back 15, 20 years ago. It's like my, my dad is it's like my dad was a linguistics linguistics genius. It's brilliant. Uh, Statman, stat man, let's shoot the juice, okay? Shoot the juice to the moose and stat man. Let it loose. Yep.
0: Speed freaks, motorsports radio, redefined.